I grew up away from here. I got, or I was born away from here in New Orleans, and my parents were still together at that point. I didn't really know much about how they met until I started asking some questions when I was an adult, and it wasn't really like anything romantic or anything like that. It was just like a hookup or something like that. And they stayed together for a while through my birth, but um, they separated like almost immediately. Turned into this huge custody battle between my mom and my dad, and a lot of times the the court will favor, you know, the mother. Half my family is Hawaiian, and they all live in Hawaii, so I went to live with my mother in Hawaii. And a lot of people, like, when they when they think of Hawaii, they think of, like, a paradise or something like that, but I was on Oahu and Honolulu, and it's, like, a very Los angeles kind of very busy, very, a lot of buildings, a lot of very concrete. It was me and my my middle sister living with my mom in Hawaii in this really shitty apartment. And uh, I think somewhere along the line, my sister couldn't handle not being the center of attention because my mom clearly showed more attention to me because I was her only boy. She has two other girls and I was her only son and her youngest son. So obviously she adored me. And I think um, somewhere in there, it started mentally messing up my sister a little bit, just not having the attention that she needed. And uh, it just turned her into a really cruel person. And she she didn't really have a good hand of cards dealt to her since day one. You know, it's just been kind of hard for her. I don't want to say she hated me, but she definitely wasn't fond of me just for being my mother's favorite. And... Uh, she would just do really cruel things to me, just really, really mean things. My mom was like such a bad alcoholic that she prioritized drinking rather than really taking care of us financially or just being there. And a lot of times she would uh, just leave my sister to watch me. And even then my sister didn't really want to be around, so. I'd be like three or five years old, just kind of kicking it by myself as a young child. And I feel like that's turned me into a really independent person, unfortunately. Just everything I do, I, I feel like it's better if I do it myself, just because I like learned to feed myself and do everything myself at such a young age. I feel like I was just simply existing, just as a human, just like a little human around a world of cruelty and poverty and things that I probably shouldn't have seen. Not something that a child should really go through at such a young age. It's like I never really addressed anything that happened until I learned a little bit more about mental health and like the, the patterns that happen to people when they're exposed to something like that from a childhood. A lot of things about me make sense just being raised like that. My mom, at some point, had a, like a syringe, I think, full of what I believe was Valium or something like that. And uh, my sister just decided to be an asshole one day and just chase me around with it. And I just remember 
like running around our apartment trying to get away from her. And then I remember hearing the apartment door open. It was my mom. And she just walks in on my sister chasing me with a needle full of drugs that she uses. And so she freaked out. Like she just completely beat the shit out of my sister and put out a cigarette on her and just started freaking out. My sister was trying to like explain that she wasn't doing anything when she clearly was just trying to get out of it. And uh, I don't know, I feel like that made me develop a lot of trust issues, I suppose. I ended up developing a lot of eating disorders as I got older because I didn't eat at all. I was really malnutritioned, really, really skinny, really small for my age. Um, it has a lot to do with my short stature now. Just like it was, it was pretty consistently shitty for years, and then one of my mom's friends contacted my father, saying like, "You absolutely need to get your son out of there, otherwise he's probably gonna die, or something terrible is gonna happen to him." He ended up for a really long time trying to get custody of me, which is at the time really hard because that's my mother, and for some reason the court just favored my mom by default. Eventually, like at the age of eight, my dad got full custody of me. And I started living here in the, the Northwest, which was a huge shift. You know, it, it went from me visiting my dad in like summertime and whatnot to me living there full time. And in the meantime, my father had married someone else, like a complete stranger that I never met before. So that was going to be like my stepmom, which was really weird. And it was a really bizarre concept to me. Like I didn't know really much about step parents or like marriage. You know, I, I was young. I didn't really understand any of that. My stepmom and my father felt like it would be really good for me to see a therapist or like counseling and talk about what happened, like how I felt about it and whatnot. But I don't know, I feel like I was too young to really have a a decent conversation with someone like that because you're like you're like eight years old. We mostly talked about nightmares that I had. And that's something that really hasn't left me is that I have really intense dreams, really intense nightmares. And so he was trying to like dissect my, my subconscious in a way, I guess, based off of what I was dreaming of and trying to just get, get through, through to me like in that way. And uh, I don't remember much of it, but I do remember that. I just remember basic conversations, just him asking questions and then me half-assed kind of answering because I couldn't really pay attention because I was a little kid. After that, you know, like the, the guy and my parents would have like a really long discussion about things. I don't know what they talked about, but obviously it had to do with the environment I just came from. I think after that came like, you know, middle school, elementary school. And it, I don't really, I can't, I don't really know if it developed from the environment, but I became a really hostile person, like a really violent, angry person. I was just a naturally easily pissed off person. And I don't, I don't really know why. Like around middle school and stuff, that's when things start getting weird between just like your hormones and just, and just how you are as a person. And I was, 
you know, I'd have no trouble making friends or anything like that. And people learned to kind of like the fact that I was very standoffish, very independent, very kind of abrasive, I guess, just angry. Like they didn't find it funny, but they found it interesting. People were just intrigued at the fact that I was so annoyed all the time and just so pissed off all the time and just who I am as a person. Like, I feel like it's a, it's been that way my entire life. As I started to get more, for lack of a better term, popular in middle school, it was the opposite of what I felt my entire life. Just, you know, feeling independent, feeling, you know, the world's against me. It's just me versus the world. You know, transitioning from middle school to high school was bizarre because I had known all these people for so long. And then high school, you get different people from different middle schools all in one high school. And then that's when making friends and communicating and things became something almost like mandatory in, in a weird way. I mean, you put like 2,000 kids under the same roof, you know, they have to interact. And if you don't, it's just, it sucks. <laughs> I feel like you're kind of forced to do it. I still had that like independent rebel attitude. And I feel like I, I just kept that because people liked it. I suppose I feel like in the, at that age, you kind of want to be accepted and you're willing to do things to be accepted, I guess. I feel like the root of everything that I've made shitty about my life started in high school. I guess I just didn't really recognize it. I started drinking a lot. I didn't really have a, a grasp on addiction and drug abuse at that time. I just never really got it because I was so young and not addicted to anything, really. Like, I was just, I don't even know what it felt like to be addicted to something. I didn't really stay, steer clear of anything because of that, you know I mean? I feel like, maybe a lot of people had the intuition to do that when they were a teenager. Like, I've met a lot of adults that are like, yeah, I've never drank in my life because I saw my dad do this and this and this. I'm like, I did the opposite. <laughs> I always knew in the back of my head that I had terrible anxiety about everything. And it just came with a fear of trying things and, and being a person, just like getting out of my comfort zone and doing what I had to do to succeed. It's just, I didn't want to leave my bubble. I didn't want to leave my safety bubble. You know, I just, I felt kind of trapped by my own mind. So like I, I got drunk and then I started like casually drinking with my friends, just high school kind of dumb shit. But I, I started noticing that I was way more comfortable in my own skin being under the influence. Just anytime I had like a drink or two or like just being drunk, I feel like I could be myself and I didn't have like terrible anxiety like I always did. Like I didn't feel like I was scared to be alive. And at that time I didn't really know what anxiety was, but it turns out like I've been feeling this for a really long time where I just like, not okay with existing just I feel nervous all the time I feel uncomfortable all the time I feel like I'm doing the wrong thing at all times and so when I started drinking or you know kind of messing around with it it all washed away like it just all went away like like a medication almost I feel it felt like a better version of myself it felt like it took all my flaws away just th that I didn't like about myself that I was too shy to say this, too shy to say that, too shy to do that, too anxious to do this, too anxious to take a chance. And then as soon as alcohol is in my system, you know, it just 
you know, it didn't even have to me be me me being drunk. I'd just feel better if alcohol's in my system. That's when I kind of started realizing, like, I have my mom's traits when it came to that. I saw my mother do the worst shit, and I still ended up doing it. I was like, I'm not staying away from drugs and alcohol because of her, because of the way she turned out. A huge problem I have in my life is that I don't think my actions have consequences. And that's just how I felt. I just felt like it doesn't matter if I'm drinking. It doesn't matter if I'm not drinking. It's the same thing. I feel like I feel okay. I'm not dying, so it's okay. When I was 21, 20-ish, I had fallen in love with someone that I still know to this day. I still talk to them every now and then. They were living with me at the time, and we were really, really connected, really, really close to each other. But um, she was a former addict. She did heroin before we met, but she had been clean for a little while. During our relationship, she uh, she relapsed. And then um, one night when we went out to the bar, we came home and she swallowed a whole bottle of sleeping pills. And then that just like watching that happen, like watching someone I loved just kind of like die in front of me, like gave me this really, really hard punch in the head about mortality. Just you can die at any given moment. And I guess in, instead of choosing to try to be healthier, I was just like, well, they survived that. I can survive anything. But that put me into a spiral of depression, like a really probably like my first real feeling of like raw depression, just raw bad feelings. And I just started drinking like a shit ton, like a lot, like a lot more to the to the point where it wasn't like being out with my friends. I was just drinking just to drink because I didn't want to think about it. I was just, I didn't want my heart to sink into my stomach anymore. I just wanted to like do anything I could to, to get rid of this like void that I felt in my heart. Just like pure heartbreak is what it felt like for lack of a, of a better term because we ended up ending, ending that relationship. Whenever I had a problem, whenever I felt shitty, mad, sad, whatever, I start drinking, I feel better. So I just started doing that. And I, I feel like at that point, that's when I started being dependent on it. Because during a really traumatic experience in my life, I chose that. And so now when really bad things happen, I just go to that. A lot of the times I'll use something that bad that happened to me as an excuse to drink and, and to have that kind of behavior because it makes it justified in a little bit in like the public's eye, I guess, or like in my own sense of self, I guess, which isn't something I really had. My mind was so outside of itself for so long that it was trying to justify anything that happened with, you know, it being appropriate to drink or do drugs at the time. It got more and more, for lack of a better term, pathetic as I got older, like, the most smallest inconvenience would happen. I'd be like, I'm going to get fucking drunk. And it just happened over and over and over and over. It just became my life. Like I said, it just became a habit. From like 20 to 25 was just nothing, nothing productive. And that's when I started getting like experimenting with drugs and whatnot and just becoming more detached from reality, I guess. It was just like 
like I lost my grip, I guess, on life, on reality. I was just kind of like floating. With substance abuse, it's like walking into the ocean. You feel really, really powerful at first because you're like crashing against the waves and you're going against the waves and you're like, you know, you feel the resistance of the water, but you're still passing forward and like the waves are just crashing against your chest and you still feel really good in that moment right at the beginning. You're like walking, you feel powerful. But then as you keep getting deeper and deeper, you feel more helpless. You feel like you can't go back. You feel like you're going to drown and you're drowning in your own decisions. And the hardest part about dealing with that is you're there because you did that. You did it to yourself. And having to face that reality is probably the hardest thing I've had to do. It's just like, you don't feel good because you got yourself here because you did this and you did this and you did that. And as the years went on, I, I feel like I just, shit became less and less real. Just, I, I just lost it. Just slowly and slowly just moved more away from reality and having a really good grip on myself. Around 26, 27, um, I started doing drugs a lot. I never really did like meth or heroin or anything like that, but I was just doing party drugs all the time to the point where I, I could do them just as casually as how drinking was. I never realized I had an addiction until I tried to stop. And I realized that I'd never tried to stop drinking since I was like 15. I'd never been sober for a full month after that. It's just who I am. I'm just a generally anxious person and I found the medicine for it. And I've been leaning on that since the day I started drinking. But I realized that I had an addiction to drugs and alcohol when I couldn't say no to it. And anytime it was in front of me, I had to do it. And the problem wasn't the frequency of it. It's just when I start, I didn't know when to stop. And the only time I'd stop is if it was gone. And then I'd feel like shit for like a week and my mental health would just spiral out of control and it'd make me feel terrible things all the fucking time. The only way to get out of that weird, shitty mentality was to do it again, get drunk, get high again. And they would just spiral and spiral and spiral. Like I'd feel shitty and like I need to escape this mental prison that I'm in. So I'm gonna do this again and it just makes it worse. When I was 28, no, 29, um, this is where I just got like a reality check on life. I, I found out I had some kind of genetic mutation of some sort. The way I found out about this is one day I just randomly urinated blood, and that's very alarming. The first thing I did was I went to urgent care because I thought it was just something really small. After five doctor's visits, um, it turns out that my prostate's really messed up and it's permanent. There's nothing really I can do about it. And pretty much eventually it's gonna turn into cancer like one way or another. It made me feel really bad, like to the point where I had no hope and I, and I just started getting like extremely suicidal at that point. I feel like years and years of just bad things happening to me, just like at some point I just kind of gave up. I finally got the thing that made me feel like, oh shit, I'm not invincible. And things can hurt me. My, my life felt like it had a limit at that point. And it just woke me up a little bit. 
my mortality was just something I had no control of anymore, so I didn't really see a point of living. And I had realized that my life was just drugs and alcohol and like little highs, and I was like, there's really no point to this anymore. I never really attempted suicide, but I always felt like I wanted to. I just always felt like I, I wanted to hit the stop button or like, it's like a contract that I didn't want anymore. I'm like, I want out of this contract. I want to be free of this. I guess one day I realized that this is not a neighborhood I want to be in. My mind is not a neighborhood that I like hanging out in. It's a, it's a dark place full of depression and sadness and bad thoughts. Two years before I found out about that, uh, my mother died. Spent a lot of years not talking to her, just like not saying anything. And then my sister hits me up one day, my older, older sister. She was in prison at the time, actually, when my mother died. Um, and this is a sister that I haven't seen in person since I was a baby. So it was just like, whoa, like I'm talking to my sister for one. And then I'm finding out that my mother died. My mother dying fucked me up a lot more than I want to admit because I always felt like when it happened, I wasn't really going to feel much about it, but I did. And I try to tell that to people all the time. If they don't have a good relationship with their parent, the second they die, all that goes out the window and you wish you could just talk to them again. It, it was like so many big questions in my life left unanswered. Just too much left unanswered. Like we never really got to talk about my shitty upbringing and just all the bad shit that happened. That's just still out on the table and it'll never get swept off. It's just still there. And I felt this sense of like, like something I'll never get back. Something that I could have had and I just, I'll never get it back. It's just something that's lost forever. Like there's things you can change in your life. You can get sober. You know, you can get mental health help, you can get medication, you can fix things, but you can't bring back somebody who's dead. And that sense of hopelessness messed me up really bad. I felt like, like, what's the point anymore? What's the point of trying if all these things keep happening to me, you know? I didn't talk to her for the longest time because I wanted to be able to say my life was at a good point and that I did prestigious things. And I didn't owe her this, but I wanted her to be proud of me in a sense of where I was in my life. And I, I didn't owe her that at all. For some reason, I felt like I did. I felt like I wanted that. I wanted to be able to tell her I was successful or tell her, you know, good things that her son's doing good things. But in reality, I was just turning out to be the same person that she was. So I just did what I always do and I ran from it. I ran from talking to her and I ran from having a relationship with her. I realized that I fucked up and I, and I made something I shouldn't have made a crutch. I just reflected on 10 years of substance abuse, 10 years of like breakups, watching someone I know overdose, you know, just all the bad things that happened, my mother dying, just all this stuff. And it's excusable behavior in my eyes to just get fucked up for a decade straight because all this bad shit was happening to me, but it wasn't really excusable and I shouldn't have done that. I went through 
2021, this last year, I felt clear. Usually my darkest thoughts are in the shower in the morning when I go to work and I felt happy. I felt like I woke up and I was like, like I felt like smiling. I felt like the sky was blue again. And I can't really explain why all that happened just at once. I just felt like things were turning out okay, like for some reason. And so at that point, I just stopped doing drugs. I took like another extra step and I talked to my doctor and I got on um, medication, Prozac for anxiety and then Wellbutrin for de depression. And uh, the combination of those two, like I felt like alive for the first time in a really long time. Like I had energy to do things that I felt optimistic. Like I wanted, I wanted to do, I, I was like handed the tools to fix what I had broken for like 10 years. And I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think that I could really tell myself how to do this or like what to do to, to, to make this pain go away. I don't feel like dying anymore. And I don't feel like throwing my life away anymore. And I don't ever want to be that way again. I don't ever want to feel that way again. I don't ever want to feel like I want to die. I just, I want to be alive. <laughs>